This is Rays Radio. The 1-0 pitch, here's a swing and a drive. Left center field and deep, did he do it again? Yes, he did! Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Longoria with his second home run of the ball game has just given the Rays a 5-4 lead. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Archer deals, swing and a miss. He got him to chase the slider to retire the sign. That's eight strikeouts for Chris Archer. And the slider finishes off the Orioles in the fifth. Now here's your host, Neil Solons. Good afternoon. Welcome to Charlotte Sports Park. Neil Solon's with you on an absolutely picture-perfect day. Rays getting set to wrap up the weekend, the first weekend of Grapefruit League play, taking on division rival the Boston Red Sox. Certainly a much different look and feel than it will in the regular season. There are, for those of you coming out here today, and it seems like we are going to have a very good crowd for the Rays and Red Sox at the top of the hour. I would say few of the regulars that you would see during a, a meeting and among the Rays, you're going to see Brad Miller at second base. Kevin Kiermeyer gets a DH day. And on the other side, Andrew Benintendi, Rookie of the Year candidate, will be in left field for Boston and Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field for the Red Sox. On the mound, the Rays really are going to start in this game number three, their first true starting pitcher for this coming season. And Chris Archer, of course, for Chris, this is also the start of a tune-up for the World Baseball Classic since he's going to be part of Team USA. He's one of four Rays who's part of the World Baseball Classic. Of course, closer Alex Colome will be throwing for the Dominican Republic, Jose Alvarado for Team Venezuela, and if they move on to the later rounds, Jose De Leon for Team Puerto Rico. This is Countdown to Opening Day. Now, it's a slightly different format than in the past. Again, we have moved to weekends for the remainder of the spring. We're here for half-hour shows on Saturdays and Sundays. So if you missed yesterday's program, you're in for a treat. We've got a couple of interesting guests. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there still aren't many regulars that are set to play for the Rays. Matt Duffy is one of those who is working his way back from surgery. So we'll get an update on the Rays shortstop. Uh, some of the others may start to play this week, in fact. Steven Souza Jr. is going to come back from hip surgery, play his first spring training game Wednesday. Evan Longoria had been ill earlier in the week. He's slated to play either Tuesday or Wednesday, perhaps Logan Morrison later on during the course of this week. And the starting pitchers the next few days after Archer, Blake Snell goes on Monday, Alex Cobb Tuesday, and Jake Odorizzi on Wednesday. So things will start to feel a little bit more like normal uh, from a spring training standpoint. But as for today's show goes, again, we're going to hear from Matt Duffy, get an update on how he is faring. We'll also chat with Chad Matola, who is now the Rays' full-time hitting coach after taking on that role the last month of last year. He had been the minor league hitting coordinator for the Rays the previous three seasons. That's coming up on our program. A reminder that, well, spring training is clearly underway, and we have a great deal where you can catch more of the action and save money at the same time. Three-game packs start at just $51. For more information, all you have to do is visit racebaseball.com slash spring. Dave and Andy will be alongside for the latter portion of the program where we'll talk about Chris Archer and what happened in yesterday Yesterday for the Rays. 7-2 loss to the Pirates. Rays center play today at 1-1 one one so far this spring. But coming up, we'll come back and hear from Matt Duffy, the Rays shortstop, get an update on how he's faring. We'll do that as we continue from Charlotte Sports Park on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show, and you're tuned to 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you on Countdown to Opening Day on a beautiful Sunday, last weekend of the month of February, first weekend 
of spring training games for the Tampa Bay Rays. And this is game number three. Rays are one and one so far. And they have played three different shortstops the first three days of the spring. They've played Tim Beckham, Willie Adamas, and today another youngster in Daniel Robertson. And the reason is, is that one of the key pieces for the Rays to perhaps get to the postseason this season is uh, a guy like Matt Duffy, who the Rays expect to be their everyday shortstop. Now, Matt is recovering from heel surgery in the offseason. So the question about Matt is probably not how well he can play the position, but really how healthy he'll be. And, again, Duffy coming off surgery on his left heel, so I sat down with him this week and first asked how he's feeling. Um, feeling pretty good. Making some progress every day. Uh, tested it. Um, maybe a little too much, but um, a couple days ago, a few days ago, um, and it got pretty sore, but according to the doctor, got to get there. Got to do that um, with the knowledge that it's not going to feel good doing that um, and just continue to push it and uh, and strengthen it. Uh, that's the biggest thing is strength, um, getting that in the Achilles and making sure it can handle everything that I'm going to ask of it. Um, and then once I can do that, another big hurdle that's going to be is being able to do all those things in a reactionary type of setting and not just – you know, okay, right now I'm going to go right. Um, I'm going to be able to, I have to just be able to stand there and then bam, go right because the ball's hit there uh, and not plan it. So um, those are kind of some hurdles going forward. Obviously running um, is going to be a big one and running bases and hitting bags is going to be something that even more so because um, when you add that turn into it plus uh, the eccentric load of hitting a base and then pushing off of it, I'm going to get kind of getting a little technical gonna, but going to get deeper into that dorsiflexion and the further range of motion. Those are all going to be some challenges going forward, but um, I'm feeling good and we're making progress every day. So, um, you know, pretty close to on track for opening day. So, uh, you know, hoping to be ready, but uh, we're not going to push it unnecessarily. It's one of those things where we don't want to try to push it a week when it's not quite ready just to be ready for opening day. It's going to be whenever I'm ready, I'm ready with the goal that long-term throughout the whole season, you know, come October hopefully maybe even November um, that I'm still able to play at 100% and be healthy so do you have then a clear timeline of and or is it a matter of kind of tolerance more so tolerance um, you know I'd like to put a timeline on things and be like this is when I'm going to be ready but uh, you know the the tough part is the Achilles is a very um, tricky tendon doesn't have a lot of help it's not like a hamstring where there's three tendons attaching it it's the only one it's taken a beating all day uh it's unique in that every step you take throughout the day is a mini workout for it um it's not an oblique where it's like okay now we're going to do 10 reps of core stuff and that's all it has to take that day it's my entire workout plus walking around everywhere throughout the day um so that's the challenge is uh kind of keeping an eye on what it can handle and um, trying to be smart with it at the same time pushing it and making sure that uh, you know we're breaking through scar tissue and we're we're pushing that strength threshold to try to expand it and make it so I can you know perform uh, all the tasks required on a baseball field. You know, I watch you from an offensive standpoint. You seem to have a fairly low maintenance swing. Does any of that does the time miss concern you, or can you do a lot of your stuff in the cage and kind of keep yourself game ready offensively? Uh, I can. Um, for one reason or another, I've always felt that uh, hitting comes a little bit quicker than the defense. Um, 
I'd say the defense is something that's going to be a little more challenging, especially being now at shortstop where my feet and my Achilles by uh, default are, are going to be tested quite a bit. Um, so uh, kind of the goal is to, once it can handle it, get as much going defensively as I can. Again, for I don't know why, but I've always felt that uh, the comfort in the box has come a, a little bit faster. I'm not going to say it comes fast by any means, but it, so it's felt like it's come a little bit faster than the defensive side of the ball for me personally. And I guess part of this, you have would, would fear to be uh, you know kind of a short, compact swing where you wouldn't appear to need as much timing mechanisms. Yeah, I think so. I think that has has a lot to do with it. Um, in going back to your last question, yeah, uh, there are some things that I could do in the cage particularly off a pitching machine, um, I can stand in on pitchers and, and try to get that timing uh, without doing anything that would uh, kind of aggravate the Achilles or, or push it more than I am in my normal rehab and workouts. Um, it gives me the ability to do that. It's harder to work defensive stuff because most of the defensive stuff is going to require uh, me pushing the Achilles. Um so in that respect, yeah, there's the swing is more simple, but also, uh, you know, being able to do more things without a- aggravating the Achilles is another thing that makes it a little easier. And in terms of the bigger adjustment, is it going to be playing shortstop on the Achilles or learning to play shortstop with a new partner? Because Brad Miller's adjusting to second base, and and how do you get that chemistry with him without the reps? That that's the thing is. When it comes to chemistry with a second baseman, um, even from a third baseman, second baseman relationship, all the infielders around you, um, and just teammates in general, uh, the thing that builds that is reps, and reps build trust. And once you have that, you know, hey, if I go up the middle, Brad knows this is where his flip is going to be, and I know this is where Brad likes his flips. Um, Stuff like that, uh, and just understanding each other, what we can each do in our own individual capacity um, and then kind of uh, combining that in with what we can do together and I think that's something that you can't really there is no substitute for reps in that respect so that's going to take a little time as well Um, you know we can try to make that happen a little faster by uh, every day doing ground balls together turning double plays together Uh, game reps are obviously the most valuable but uh we can kind of expedite that a little bit um, by by practicing and, and taking reps together. But again, there's just reps in general, especially game reps, though. Um, there's no substitute for that. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. Best of luck on the road to recovery, and we'll see you on the field soon. Thank you. And that's insightful stuff from one Matt Duffy, and certainly we hope to see him on the field very, very soon indeed. Hey, you can join the Rays in teaming up with the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation on March the 19th when they take on the Phillies. Before the game, they'll be shaving their heads to raise money for the Cut-Free Cure campaign. You can go to nationalpcf.org slash CFAC to create your fundraising page under the Rays team. Now, coming up on our Countdown to Opening Day show, we'll hear from Matt Duffy's hitting coach. In fact, the first full year as a hitting coach for Chad Matola. We continue with Countdown to Opening Day right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Back on the Countdown to Opening Day show, Neil Solon's with you on this first full weekend of spring training play. Rays, still not many of the regulars in there. In fact, Chad Matola should be quite familiar with a lot of the guys since he was the Rays minor league hitting coordinator 
the past three years. I had a chance to sit down with Chad, who, again, was elevated for the final month of last season and how that month helped create a comfort level between him and the players. It helped build a relationship going into the offseason. It was kind of a quick move that nobody really anticipated, but it was done in hindsight now knowing that it gave me an offseason to prepare as well as the players. So when we talked in the offseason touch base, we got to share ideas and build rather than us taking the whole spring training to get to know each other. We got to get to know each other the last three weeks and throughout the offseason. How well did you know most of the guys that were there already? I had been in the organization for three years. A couple guys live in Orlando where I currently live. But every spring training for those three years, I'd be in big league camp for the five, six weeks and got to know their routines, got to know things they liked, got to know some of their language. So there was already a pretty strong relationship. But in season, a lot of things changed, a lot more pressures, a lot more situations that occurred that don't happen in spring. I got to see that in action. And granted, it was September when everybody's pretty fatigued, but at least we got to talk through some things. Now, if we were rather to execute them all the time, at least we got to talk through them. Tell me, um, in terms of, you know, you mentioned talking with guys in the offseason. How much talking goes on between a hitting coach and the players in the offseason as they get ready for spring training? Uh, each individual case is different. I like to leave everybody alone through Christmas, through the holidays, then New Year's maybe pick up the pace a little more, see what they need out of me. There's no concrete one way to do it. Some guys start as early as November. Some guys start mid-January. I'm on the side of mid-January's plenty, uh, kind of just build up the calluses, break up adhesions that built up. But everybody's different. Everybody has their vices, whether it's golf, fishing, things like that. They like to get away from the game. I like to encourage those things. We're just starting games this weekend, so there's nothing to read into there. But what are some guys that maybe were in a good place when you left them at the end of September, early October, and then also have found that again as they start game play? Well, we have a few injuries, and right now that's a luxury because of the extended spring training with the Classic going on. It's good that they have to start slow. I'm in the the camp that this is 20-something games. Hitters don't need as many games as pitchers, so I think it's more extended for the pitcher side. So we have four or five hitters that we have to tone back based off injuries, which I'm great with. You never want injuries, but it works out this spring training. You have Logan Morrison, Colby Rasmus, who we'll touch on a bit, Steven Souza Jr., Matt Duffy. So as guys are working their way back from injuries, is it more about just them getting their work in and you kind of stay away until you move closer? How does that relationship work well the quantity of guys here you don't usually get individual work in spring training but the four guys you mentioned we have slotted throughout the day where i get some great one-on-one time and to me i find that more beneficial than the groups of five and that you're just trying to circulate and get a, a smooth camp run with the quantity of numbers you usually don't get the individual work on a daily basis but it's actually worked out with those four guys where i get some alone time with them some quiet time and we get to keep learning each other keep discussing when things will happen in season that we have can get ahead of. Colby Rasmus is a guy who wasn't here last year, but you're very familiar with him. He spoke very highly of you and is a big reason he came, the relationship you guys built in Toronto. What makes him special and what allowed the two of you to click so well? He's a unique guy in the way he works. He uh, likes traditional baseball, does flips, tee, things like that. 
We tried that for about three, four months in Toronto and discovered a routine that is very unique in its way in a T routine and then me basically throwing as hard as I can from the pitcher's mound that he responds to. And it took pretty much three months to discover that. So then the last month before he got injured in 13, he really took off. So we never got to build the next year off that. So this is the first time since 13 that we get to build off and have that routine in place immediately, and we're both really excited to see it. He's obviously rehabbing an injury, but have you kind of picked up where you left off in terms of just conversation? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things happen in life in three years, let alone in baseball. So it was just getting to hear what's happened, what he's done with Houston, how he left in Toronto when I left. And and he had ideas that we kind of sorted through that we ended up right back full circle in the same routine. And we took a week and we're already back. And like I said, it's this is the first time we get to put that in place from day one. There are some other guys you're probably getting to know a little bit more that maybe you didn't know as much about. Corey Dickerson is a guy who, boy, he sure has transformed his body um, in preparation for this coming season. What does he look like to you, and what kind of position is he in right now? In reshaping his body, he's also cut down on a leg kick, cut down on a swing, and he's a guy I got to see at the Trop starting in January through early February, so we've got ahead a lot of things. I got to see him in September. In transforming his body, he had some back injuries, really stabilized his core, which is, in doing that has cut down on a swing but has not reduced his power. So it's one of those things that's come together nicely. What's your take? I mean, look, we're still six weeks from regular season games, from games that matter, from getting into you know, all the challenges that occur in a regular season, but what's your take on what this group is capable of, if healthy offensively? I don't want to put a limit on us. Guys are telling me with their numbers, their goals, and I don't want to put these goals and limits on them because you have the Longos, you have the Rasmus that are coming, you have Dickerson's, we have Lomo back, and I don't think they've all reached their potential yet. So I don't know what we're going to be, but it's very exciting when we are trying to throw the correct batting order together and all of a sudden you see some guys at the tail end that you know could hit two through four with no problem. Sounds like you feel pretty good about the overall group and the potential of the group, too. Yeah, it's a good group of guys. It's fun to be around with. A lot of them in the team aspect got humbled last year, so everybody's real eager this year. And I guess that you're also eager in spring training to see some guys you got to know as a minor league hitting coordinator. Briefly touch on the kids like Casey Gillespie, Willie Adamas, Jake Bowers, Daniel Robertson, who you've seen and now are on the cusp of maybe helping the big league club out. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. I've been pretty busy because I'm still involved in the minor league side and still involved with a lot of those guys' swings and kind of with Hendu that's been here in the past, just using some of their language they like to use, their personalities. So I feel guilty leaving some of the kids behind, but I'm sure we're going to see some of them real soon. Chad, thanks for a few minutes. Good luck this camp. All right, Neil. And that is Chad Matola, Rays hitting coach. In fact, Chad is getting to see a lot of the Rays minor leaguers during this first week with some guys out. In fact, Justin Williams is up from minor league camp. Joe McCarthy the same. They're in the starting lineup for the Rays today, along with Daniel Robertson against the Boston Red Sox. And we continue and wrap up our Countdown Opening Day show. Dave and Andy will join me. We'll chat about Chris Archer, among other things, right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Back in the Countdown Opening Day Show, Neil Solon's now joined by Dave Wills and Andy Freed. We're getting set for the race in Red Sox. They'll have the play-by-play at the top of the hour as we wrap up our first weekend of spring baseball. We finally get one of the true starting pitchers out there 
for the Rays today in Chris Archer. We're here in, what, two innings or 30 to 35 pitches. His schedule's a little bit different because he's got the mm-hmm. World Baseball Classic coming up. So, what, this one and then one more spring training start, and then he's going to be out west, right, to start it off uh, around Arizona or so to get the World Baseball Classic stuff going on. So who knows what we're going to see, but as long as he's ready for April 2nd, and that's no announcement yet for opening day, but as you said yesterday, Dave, pretty much a shocker if he's not on that mound. Yeah, I think the only way he doesn't get it is if uh, something happens to him physically, mm-hmm. and I hope, obviously we hope that that doesn't happen, but the thing I'm looking for is something that he didn't do all of last spring, and that is established fastball command, and he really didn't do that for most of the year either, quite frankly, so... I want to see a guy that with a 97 to 98 mile an hour fastball establish it. You know, we were hearing about Austin Pruitt talking about how Kyle Schneider said to him, one of the keys is to his success last year was eye level movement, moving the eye level of hitters. All of last year, everything that Chris Archer threw, velocity was up, slider was down, changeup was down. Hitters in the big leagues figure that stuff out. So the sooner he figures out that he has to move the eye level, and he started to do it a little bit toward the end of last year, the better off he and the Rays are going to be. No doubt about that. And as we move through this week, we are going to see more regulars. Blake Snell starts tomorrow, then Alex Cobb and Jake Odorizzi, and we're going to see Evan Longoria and Steven Souza Jr. playing too. And there's no real rush for any of those guys, especially the ones coming off injury, because the spring training is so long. There's still, what, 35 days until... Mm -hmm opening day and it usually takes the hitters what a week or two at the most to really get ready anyway spring training is almost always about the pitchers but uh i think even just from an entertainment value it'll be fun to watch uh the real guys come back but at the same time i enjoy watching the minor league guys too but that that's what we're seeing mostly this time of spring training i mean again like we said it's what february 26th Mm -hmm. i mean it's still uh, so far away from opening day that if we didn't even see evan and those guys until like march 10th i think they'd still have plenty of time to get the amount of at-bats that they need to get in to get ready for a season. So with that being said, as I said, I'm looking forward to, again, seeing Daniel Robertson. I think he had some of the first-game jitters the other day when he bobbled a couple of baseballs. Looking forward to seeing him uh, start to get more comfortable. I really want to see him make a run at making this team. I really do. No doubt about that. We'll get to see some other youngsters, too. Justin Williams, Joe McCarthy, they're in the lineup today. Dave and Andy will have the play-by-play of our game coming up and the starting lineups, too. That and more coming up. But in terms of our next show... Next week, we're going to sit down with Chris Archer because it's right before he leaves for the WBC. So we'll get his true feelings on what this means to him. We'll talk with Jim Hickey, the pitching coach of the race, and get a real feel for the staff at this point of the spring. A lot of guys still haven't even thrown yet. Again, we're so early. I uh, want to thank Trey Downey, Len Martez. Terrific job back at our studio. Same for Mark Hayes on site. And Dave and Andy, of course, for joining us, along with our guests, Matt Duffy and the hitting coach of the race, Chad Matola. Coming up, Dave and Andy, this is Countdown to Opening Day on the Race Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. Follow me on the one-two pitch. Long drive to right. Susie going back to his left at the warning track. Jumps up, makes the catch. Slams against the wall. Secures the baseball and the victory for the Rays. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash podcasts. The lefty holds the belt. Now pitches to Miller. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Eaton turns around. Join us for opening day on April 2nd as the Rays host the New York Yankees. Now the 1-1 pitch on its way. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. For tickets or for more information on the Rays, visit RaysBaseball.com.